When you turn 18 years old, it does not mean anything for Arabs. They don't care. Even though you're legally an adult to them, you're a child. If you told them, I don't want to get married, they're going to be like, why though? You want to have a career, not a guy. There is a pressure to do things while you're young. As soon as you graduate high school. So when are you getting married? Reputation means everything to the Arab community. They will always think, what will people say? There's always gossip. There are always eyes everywhere. That's why when girls are being sneaky or you're doing something that's, you know, low key and you bump into a family member at the shops, like that family member could snitch to your parents. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Why Though? As you can see, I'm in a different setup today. I am not at home because I can usually record in my house once a week. Um, Other than that, it's always busy at my house. So once a week, I have the house to myself. I can do a podcast. I can record. Anyone that does a podcast knows that it needs to be quiet. You can't have like running around because you're going to hear it in the audio. This actually could be a good message. So just because... I couldn't record at home like that didn't stop me I could have easily said all right I'm just not gonna record this week and tough luck but I said no I want to continue doing the podcast I need to be consistent so here I am different setup not at home Um, I still try to put the pink element whatever so let me before I keep boring you with um, all of that let's get into today's topic today's topic is Arab culture the good and the bad. <laughs> um, I know this is a very specific topic towards Arab people, but what I found is that a lot of cultures can actually relate to this to the Arab culture because they're very similar, like um, with families, uh, the gossiping, whatever. Like a lot of cultures can relate to that aspect. Because the Arab culture is like very, they prioritize the community and they prioritize family, which I see a lot of cultures do the same. So you can probably relate. So like, listen to the thing. It doesn't have to, you don't have to be Arab to relate to this. You could be anyone from any culture, any gender, any whatever. So just, you can relate. Not everything is black and white that I'm talking about today. Um, The culture isn't just good and it isn't just bad. There's stuff in between. So don't take what I say literally because it's subjective some things I say is good you might find bad some things I say that's bad you might think it's good so it's not black and white everyone has their own own opinion this is just my own experience with Arabs Um, I need to clarify that when I say Arab culture I'm specifically talking about Arabs in Australia Sydney that's where I grew up that's where I live so the Arab culture here could be completely different to the Arabs overseas. So I just want to clarify that. I didn't want to like put my title as Arabs from Sydney. Like, no, just put Arab culture. Like, that's it. So if if it's different to where you grow up, like, that's fine. I'm just talking about the Arabs that specifically live in Sydney. This episode isn't really about psychology. I know my previous episodes, I've brought up a lot of psychological theories etc I do have some theories and stuff but it's not focused on that it's just about the experience with Arabs and what I've learned throughout my years you know the wisdom that I've had things that I've heard people say and I also I put a uh, question on my Instagram asking people if they think the Arab culture is good what do they like what don't they like so a lot of the things I'm talking about 
people have also said on my Instagram. I know before I get into the the main questions, I just want to say that this was my normal. This is what what I went through at growing up in primary school and high school. This is what I experienced. So please don't be judgmental. Don't judge about. Don't judge how I see things. Don't judge the things I believe. Like this is how I grew up. This is my normal. I'm not gonna go judge someone that has a different lifestyle like this is just what I've grown up with whatever I discuss ultimately I love my culture I'm very proud of my culture I'm very proud of where I came from I'm proud of how I grew up I love everything about it but of course there is there's bad in every situation like even if I grew up in a different culture I'm sure there's different there's bad things in that culture so like yeah just know that I'm not complaining about my culture and I'm not like upset about it like I do love it and I love the things we stand for and yeah so whatever I'm going to give the bad things about the culture first so this episode I'm going to talk about the bad first and then the good the first bad thing I I think everyone can see this and a lot of people actually spoke about this in my Instagram and that is gender roles what do I mean by gender roles it's just simple as that like boys are treated differently girls are treated differently um the boys get away with a lot of things the girls can't there's a lot of things within gender roles I personally I don't have brothers I've never seen that type of gender roles within my immediate family because I don't have brothers and even with my parents, my dad, um, he grew up and him and his sister, were, they were treated equally. So I never understood why boys were always treated differently. And I've only noticed that in high school, like the friends that I had, they had brothers or cousins. And it's always like, yeah, but he's a guy. I'm like, what do you mean he's a guy? They'll be like, yeah, he was drinking or he was with girls, but like, it's a guy. They make excuses based on the fact that he's a guy and then as soon as the girl does something similar or not even as bad they're like oh like that's so much worse Uh, this topic really pisses me off and agree to disagree you have a different opinion I don't care like this is a safe space you can have a different opinion I respect that but my own personal opinion I find it annoying I have always noticed that boys will get away with anything like they will get away with the murder literally like their mum or their dad will just like give excuses to them they there's no consequences like if if they found out their son was selling drugs they will just turn a blind eye like they don't say anything or they might not be as harsh but as soon as they find out their daughter is speaking to a guy or something that's world war Two. they'll see their daughter talking to a boy and then they straight away focus on that but then their son could be selling drugs or freaking in a gang and they would not give a shit that that is something that has always annoyed me because i'm like so what if he's a guy what's the what's it's wrong for both people if you're if you're saying speaking to boys is wrong then speaking to girls is wrong too why is it okay for the son to speak to girls and hang out with all of these girls and come home at 4am but then the girl has a 6pm curfew what just because he's a guy and then they bring up the safety thing oh because it's safer blah 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 it's like okay well um, if she's driving you're she's with people you trust she is messaging you then why is it unsafe she's not hanging out in an alleyway at 3am like what if she's just at a restaurant at 9pm it's not unsafe 
to me at least like I don't think that's unsafe especially if you have a car or you have a safe way home you're with safe people why is it bad obviously it is more unsafe for girls not ignoring that fact but it's just the drastic contrast between how they treat boys and girls I'm like this pisses me off this relates to what I just said I've noticed that they expect the girls to stay pure innocent hasn't spoken to a guy haven't hasn't held hands with a guy hasn't gone clubbing hasn't drank hasn't done anything but then they excuse the boys and this this goes to girls as well because girls accept this like girls will accept having a boyfriend that has done x y and z and a b c d e f g (laughs) but then their boyfriend will get pissed off that they have the girl let's say has kissed the guy before but it's like you have done worse, you know? So it's like the girls allow it to. Just like the guy has spoken to a girl, I think why is it a problem if the girl done the same? Another thing I've noticed, um, this doesn't have to apply to every Arab family. I've noticed, I've, I've met people that don't follow these rules and the boys do chores at home. But sometimes I see that the boys don't clean, they don't cook, they don't clean after themselves, they'll just leave their stuff and then their sisters will just like freaking clean after them or their mum will clean after them so like the boys have no responsibility at home but then the girl has to cook clean even if she has to study she has exams they're like no you need to cook first and then you can study it's like the chores should be distributed evenly and the boys should have the same skills the girls do the girls know how to clean the guys should know how to clean regardless if they were married or not because they use this excuse they say like oh why does why does the guy need to clean if his wife is gonna clean? What if your son doesn't end up marrying anyone? What if he's forty and alone? Does he not? Know, he has to know how to cook. He's not gonna just wait for a girl to cook for him. Like yeah, okay, it's nice to have your wife like clean for you, but if you don't know how to do it yourself, then why? Like you should know how to do it yourself. You should be independent. And honestly, I don't think you should expect anyone to clean after you. Two more things before I move on to the next bad thing. Because of these gender roles girls tend to be more sneaky than guys what do I mean by that so guys are more open with who they're speaking to they would openly tell their parents I am dating a girl I am going out right now and I'm seeing a girl at 9 p.m and their parents don't really say anything obviously I'm just gonna clarify again this is not to everyone but like what I have personally seen is that the guys are very open on what they're doing oh I'm going to a party I'm going to a concert What this does, it makes girls sneaky. It makes girls good at lying because why? Girls want to experience it too. And if they're not allowed to and their brother's allowed to, what are they going to do? They're going to lie. Plain and simple. The girl is going to lie. She's not going to tell her parents who she's seeing. She's not going to tell her parents there's a party. What this does, it affects the relationship she has with her parents because there's no trust there. If she can't trust her parents with saying, I have a crush on a boy then you can't really control that. You can't control the fact that she likes someone. And I feel like it's better to have that trust and know what she's up to rather than having no trust and she does whatever she wants and that makes her more unsafe because you don't know where she is. She could say, I'm at the library, but really she's with like another guy at the, at the shops. It's like, wouldn't you rather at least know so you don't, so she doesn't do it and then she's unsafe about it? I don't know. I just think it's better to have that trust rather than make her sneaky because everyone knows this once you tell someone you can't do this it makes them want to do it 
So I feel like if you give the option to them, they might they might not even want to do it. They're like, I have the option, but I really don't want to see a guy. But because you're saying, no, don't go to the party, it makes the person want to go to the party. The next thing is a bit different. Reputation means everything to the Arab community. Parents and generally the older people in the culture care so much about their reputation more than anything else. They will always think, what will people say? What will people think about this? If someone found out my daughter was with a guy, what are the people going to say about us? It's always like they think about the external voices rather than their actual child, which is a bit annoying sometimes because they will sometimes neglect their child's mental health and instead worry about what their friends think, what their family thinks. And I think that's wrong sometimes because if your child is very upset in their life or they're depressed and then they want to like I don't know drop out of uni or drop out of school I don't I don't like how they instantly think what will people think about this situation instead of what does your sister think or what does your freaking cousin your friend's cousin's son's goldfish thinks what do you think about your child? Do you see your child is happy? They sometimes get away, they get in the way of their kids' happiness just to please other people. And I always say like, why are you so worried about someone's opinion that is willing to even judge you and speak about you? If someone is going out there talking about me behind my back, is judging what I do, is just a bad person, I don't give a shit what they have to say. I couldn't care less with what they say about me because I don't want that person in my life anyway if someone's going to sit there judging what I do or speaking bad about me I don't care but with Arabs they they tend to care a lot what people think and because Arabs care so much about what people think there's always gossip there are always eyes everywhere that's why when girls are being sneaky or you're doing something that's you know low-key and you bump into a family member at the shops like that family member could snitch to your parents you know what I mean it's like there's gossips there's eyes everywhere everyone's in each other's business there's kind of no privacy in that sense everyone knows everything if you bump into someone that your parents know that your parents gonna know about it if you're doing something dodgy they don't just turn away like they have to say something or they have to gossip or they'll say oh my god like did you hear what Nariman was doing she was with this guy or did you hear what Nariman was doing she was posting this tiktok it's like there's always gossip where I see other cultures and I have white friends no one cares they just don't care what their cousin's doing or what their friend's doing like no one's in anyone's business no one's saying oh look this girl done this they don't freaking care they no one no one gossips or they probably do gossip but just not as much as Arabs do <laughs> This whole notion of caring about what other people think about you, it does make you have some anxiety and it restricts your freedom in a way because whenever you want to do something, you instantly think, what are people going to say about me? I have struggled with this a lot, a lot. I still struggle with this. Whenever I do anything, I instantly think, what will people say? What will this person say about this? What will someone think about it? Like I always think of someone else's opinion before my own which is something I struggle with because it's like I want to do stuff because I want to do it like I want to have a job or do this degree because I want to do it I don't want to do it because this person's making me feel bad or if I drop out what, what's this person gonna think I'll give you an example this year I decided to not do my master's I have finished four years already in psychology I have my honors degree this is not news I've said it before but 
I was planning to do masters this year, but I chose not to. That was such a hard decision for me to make because I instantly thought, what are my parents going to think? Should I just do my masters because it'll make my parents happy? Or should I pursue social media because that is something I've always wanted? And like, I know to some people, this might be an easy answer. Like they might say, no, do social media. That's like, that's cool. That's something you want to do. But it's not that simple. And you've always thought, what will my parents think? I want to make my parents proud. Are they going to be disappointed in me if I don't continue uni? It's like just all of these thoughts. And it makes you, it's like a mental conflict on whether I really want to continue uni or whether I'm only doing it just so I'm not disappointing my parents. And it's just like a constant battle. It's like, and then I finally made the decision, okay, I'm going to give myself a year this year to do social media and see how it goes. And that was like a very hard decision for me. I was actually almost going to continue uni, but I had a therapy session and I was talking to my therapist and we both came to the conclusion together like, I need to let myself do this for me because this is a great opportunity. It doesn't come every day. You don't get followers out of nowhere. If one, I'm getting, I'm, I'm growing my platform and that's something, that's something that's huge. If I miss this opportunity, I might never, I might never get it again. And uni, it's like, I can always go back to uni. It's like a safe, safer option. It's a reliable option. But this, this could go. If I don't focus on it and I don't grow it properly, I could miss this opportunity. And this whole thing about caring about what others think, it links to this other theory. I don't know what the theory is called, but individualistic versus collectivistic. Okay, let me explain to you what this means. <laughs> um, it's in the name individual, one person, collectivistic group of people. So I'm going to read the definition. In individualistic cultures, people behave according to self-interest and personal preferences and consider independence and self-sufficiency very important. Okay. In collectivist cultures, groups are of primary importance. Individuals are secondary. They sacrifice their own comfort for the greater good of everyone. What do you think Arabs are? <laughs> Take a quick guess. <laughs> Collectivistic. They care about the group rather and then the individual second. Like the Western culture, they tend to focus on the individual, then the group is secondary. So self-interest, what do I want? What makes me happy? What do I do to increase my mental health? But for collectivistic cultures, they, if the group is feeling good, then the individual's mental health increases. So it's like they always focus on the group, like the group's happiness, the group's satisfaction. It's always the group and then the individual second. And that's what Arabs do. They think about the group. What will people say? What will blah, blah, blah. And then the individuals. This is something that's not like, it's not black and white. It's, it's in between. Like there's good things and bad things because obviously you belong to a community. You have people that you rely on, etc. But it's not really good in the sense that you put others before yourself and you constantly are trying to make everyone else around you happy this could make you a people pleaser and it could make you just never satisfied because the truth is you can't make everyone happy happy around you everyone has a different opinion you can't make everyone in your community happy that's why I personally but maybe because I grew up here I always prioritize my mental health what I want but I did just say I did struggle with taking a year off because I am in a collectivist culture where I prioritize what my family wants you know so yeah there's good and bad definitely good and bad 
the next thing I'd like to talk about is the lack of independence that we have in this culture. This, I don't think it applies to men because men are usually taught to get a job, you know, provide, blah, blah, blah. But there is a lack of independence for girls. I think this is what I've seen. You could have experienced it differently. Let me explain what I mean by that. Everything has been done for me. I don't pay I never paid bills at home. I had curfews. I can't travel the world alone. Um, it was always like, you can travel when you're married. You can do this when you're married. And it's like, I want to travel now. I don't want to wait until I'm married and then travel. So it's just like this lack of independence, lack of, yeah, you just have to depend on marriage to travel. And it's like, why do I need to depend on a man to travel when I can just travel myself? Um, the curfews thing, obviously I understand curfews, uh, but I have seen girls that have a like an 8pm curfew and they're like 23. It's like, why are you 23 and you still have an 8pm curfew? You're literally an adult. When you turn 18 years old, it does not mean anything for Arabs. They don't care. Even though you're legally an adult to them, you're a child. When you get married, that's when you're an adult. Right now, you are a child. You can't travel. You have a curfew. You can't do this. You can't do that. Why? Because you're not married. You don't have your own house. So therefore, their house, their rules. That's just how it is. This is something else I have struggled with because it's like I had to learn my independence growing up um, the past few years, actually past probably two years because I was always dependent on like what my parents wanted and it's like I should prioritize what I want. Because that's what makes you an independent person rather than you depending on other people's opinions or depending on other people's approval of you. The next bad thing about Arabs is there is a pressure to do things while you're young. Ooh, this, oh my God, I cannot deal with these pressures. There is a pressure to do a lot of things while you're young. I feel like I... for. I'm going to give an example. Like celebrities, they will get married at like 50, have a child at like 60 and that's it. Like they don't care. They, if you tell them I want to get married at 25, they'll be like, you're so young. Why are you getting married that young? But to Arabs, I had girls in my high school getting married at 18 and that was completely normal. They would be married at 18, have a baby at 19, have five kids by 22. Everyone in my family got married in their 20s my sister got married I think at 25 or 26 but the Arabs I grew up around and have seen they all prioritized getting married young having kids young and when you go to family gatherings they'll be as soon as you graduate high school so when are you getting married when are you going uni what are you studying when are you having a baby when are you doing this when are you doing that how blah, blah, blah. so it's like always like when are you doing this when are you gonna have a man when are you gonna have kids and honestly, this pressure is, it's kind of rude because it's like, what if someone is actually struggling and can't find a guy or can't find a girl to marry? And then you keep asking them, when are you going to find one? When someone is married and you ask them, when are you going to have kids? It's like, I just find that a very insensitive question to ask because it's like, what if they're not ready? What if they're already trying and they're struggling? What if they can't have kids? It's a very sensitive topic to bring up, especially when it's like someone wants a child and they can't have any and then you ask them a co that question it's like what do you want them to say it depends who it is by the way um just talking about like if you met someone twice in your life and then they ask you 
why don't you have kids when are you gonna have kids it's like bro piss off I don't even know you like that but if it's like a close friend it's a family member I think these questions are fine obviously unless you have boundaries and you don't want people asking you there's a lot of pressures to do this when you're young so having a job a beautiful body having um being successful having a degree having a man having kids all of this under the age of 30 Mm, yeah I feel above 30 and you're not married you're you're considered ancient to them they will be like you are old what are you doing with your life you're gonna die soon 30 is still young to me I think 30 is fine like I don't even think that's old there is also a pressure to stay within a marriage even if it's unhealthy and you are miserable why because people always say but you're gonna just get divorced there's like this very negative stigma around divorce and they judge you if you are divorced like they see you as the problem this is especially towards girls because there is this stigma around oh like no one's gonna marry you if you're divorced why is she divorced she's the problem she's not pure anymore she's not innocent anymore she has kids there's just like this negativity around divorce it's like it makes you get scared of getting married because there's a risk of getting divorced whereas with non-arabs and other cultures i see that they get divorced and then they get remarried and it's fine like no big deal no one's judging you you can tell someone i have a kid they'll be like yeah all right but if it's like an arab person they'll they will judge you for that they'll say like mm, she's divorced now i don't know who's gonna take her it's as if divorce is like the most it's like the worst thing in the world i don't think you should also get divorced easily like if you have one fight you should get a divorce i don't think that but i think there are certain things you shouldn't put up with um abuse cheating addiction there are certain things you shouldn't put up with with someone and you should leave i just think there's a negative stigma around being divorced and they like expect you to stay in a marriage a divorced guy is more likely to be accepted by girls but a divorced woman is less likely to be accepted by men so i have seen that guys will have like five kids get divorced and instantly find someone to marry this is not the case for a lot of women they will get divorced and struggle to find someone that accepts them i don't understand why they people say it's the kids but it's like what if she doesn't she has shared custody sometimes the man has shared custody too and he still sees his kids but he easily finds someone to remarry they make it as if once you're divorced you are doomed you're never going to be happy again you're never going to find love and it's like that's not always the case i have two more points to discuss i am not going to list all the bad things i mentioned because this might need a part two episode so if you guys want a part two let me know and i will make a part two because i have other points that i haven't mentioned yet so the second last thing i want to talk about is there's no such thing as mental health (laughs) plain and simple um Arabs tend to not believe in psychology. I don't know why. They just they just don't. Um, they just tend to not believe in it. I have experienced this firsthand. It's like I have studied psychology for four years and it's a slap in the face when someone tells me psychology just doesn't exist. It's like, this is scientific. I have studied this for four years and you're telling me my degree means jack shit. Like really, it's, it's a slap in the face. They don't believe in like depression or anxiety or mental illnesses. They just think like, oh no, like it's fine. Like mm, they're just trying to scam you. If you bring up to Arabs, you're seeing a therapist. They're going to be like, she's crazy. She sees a therapist. She's crazy. And therapy is not like that. Let me just tell you right now. Therapy is not like that. You could have nothing going on in your life, but you go to therapy just to get to know yourself 
a little bit better you want to know about your past that you don't have anything wrong with you you just want to talk to someone like it's it's very healthy to go to a therapist um and the fact that you really don't want to go to a therapist i feel like you might be avoiding some things you know if you like tell an arab parent i'm feeling depressed i'm feeling anxious this might they might tell you "Mm, you need to pray more i don't know like you're depressed because you're not praying enough like you're not you don't have a strong connection with god like you just that's it like and even if you explain to them there's a chemical imbalance in your brain they're like no no you're either doing this for attention it doesn't exist they just they don't believe in mental health and it's bad because it's like your child could be really struggling with their mental health you're not giving them the support they need you're not giving them the resources they need and it's like i don't i think it's very bad to ignore someone in a bad mental state i've seen like other people they they will tell their kids go see a therapist like they're so open about their emotions they're so open about mental health my final point arab culture mixes religion with culture i'm going to talk about muslims specifically because i don't know that many christian arabs to be honest so they will have a cultural belief and say it's religious and it's like no that's not religious that's just the way you grew up you know let me give you an example a good example is um they will tell you not to marry into other cultures and try to justify it with religion when really religiously you can marry into other cultures you can marry into any culture you want um for muslims you're meant to marry muslims but you can marry any other culture but to arabs they'll say how could you marry outside of the arab culture that's wrong um you can't do that and they try to say it's religiously wrong when really it's not you're just you just grew up that way you have these cultural beliefs that are just not even religious but yeah that's what i mean by that one of the good things about arabs is that they are very good at hosting events they are very generous with food with just everything like when an arab person hosts an event you know there will be enough food there'll be enough food for the next week there is always enough food always enough dessert they are very generous very welcoming like they make you feel like you're part of the family like they will they will do everything for you like you don't have to lift a finger like they'll you come over do you need something to drink as soon as do you want to drink something do you want to eat something you finish eating do you want to eat more they're just very good at making sure you're comfortable um are you cold are you hot like do you need anything very good at that where other cultures sometimes neglect that like they won't they won't even offer you food they won't even offer you a drink unless you ask but like with arabs it's like no it's very important to make sure the other person feels well taken taken care of in your home a lot of people voted that weddings are great i love arab weddings i haven't been to a non-arab wedding yet but like the arab weddings i've seen they're very fun like it's just the music the drumming it's a vibe the weddings are always um over the top they're very extra the way arabs dress is very extra arabs are also very very generous this is why you see them fighting over the bill if they take you out or you're out at a restaurant they will like literally throw hands they're like i'm gonna pay i don't give a shit like i'm gonna pay now i don't care like they're very generous they they give you things for free like if you're at their house and you like something they're like oh here you go like take this when you're leaving they'll give you sweets they'll give you whatever like they're so generous um when they're out they they like to spoil the other person they like to pay for them they like to give gifts they like if they go somewhere and they thought of you they'll be like oh i made you this i got you this like very generous they're not tight at all just very generous and kind people like i generally i generally think arabs are very warm-hearted very generous really love taking care of other people and that links to the collectivistic cultural thing 
they put other people first so that's the good thing about being in a collectivist culture if you're individu- individualistic you might not focus that much on other people you might not think about other people but because it's a collectivist culture they think about other people oh i'm gonna buy this thing for someone i'm gonna make these sweets for someone i'm going to throw this party for someone i'm gonna make sure this person's having a great time and another thing about arabs are they're very supportive of their family very protective like you mess with one person you mess with them all like they have each other's back like that's why you see with protective brothers protective husbands like they don't want to see their loved ones getting hurt they always want to protect their family like family is very important like family is number one for arab that's why when i was younger there would be like punch-ons the guy will be in a punch-on and then he, he calls like all of his cousins it's like yep we're ready like they know to always have families back i've seen people that don't have any support from their own siblings no support from their own parents like if that person needed help, their parents wouldn't be there. Their, their sisters wouldn't be there. Their, their cousins wouldn't be there. But with Arabs, you need to be there for your family when they need it. You know that you're in a community and you know you're safe and you know you belong somewhere. Whereas if you are in an individualistic culture or a different culture that doesn't have that, you might feel more alone and feel less support really. Like you might feel like you have no one to rely on or no one to call if you need help. This links to how Arabs support older people. When their parents grow up, they still take care of their parents. Um, They won't send them to a nursing home. A lot of other cultures will do that. As soon as their parents get old, they just send them to the nursing home. Don't talk to them. Don't only see them like once a year. Arabs, it's like if their parent is sick, they're old, they need something, they will always be there for their parents. They will always take care of their parents. They won't send them to a nursing home. They see them a lot. They see them every week, every like second day. They make sure that they're taking care of their parents. And that is something really good because it's like if you take care of your child, your child will grow up and take care of you. If you neglect your child and you're not generous with your child and you're not, you're not, you're neglecting them or whatever, your child is going to throw you away and not care about you. They're never going to see you that often. Where with Arabs, it's like if you're constantly taking care of your kids and they, your kids grow up and say that, wow, my parents really took care of me. They really showed me love. When their parents get older, they will do the same for them because it's like they learn that family is very important and you should support families. Arabs really know the line when it comes to swearing at their parents. I haven't met any Arab that has sworn at their parent. Like, I've never seen any person tell their mom, you're a bitch. I can't even say it because I'm like, I'm like scared. (laughs) Like I've never seen anyone say like, you're a bitch or F off or shut the F up or like anything bad. It's like, that is so frowned upon. And it's like, you instantly know if you say that you are in deep shit. You know the line. You don't cross the line. You don't disrespect your parents. I have had friends where they like, openly tell their mom you're a bitch i'm like if i had said that to my mom like she would lose her shit at me like i that is something so big it's like we know the line with respecting older people at the end of the day they are your parent you there is a boundary there is a power dynamic if you like it or not there's always a power dynamic yes you can have a friendly relationship with your mom or your dad there has to be respect with the friend that i was talking about like she would openly swear at her mom and i'm like your mom's not getting pissed off at you are you like are you all right and I'd honestly get annoyed for her mom it's like 
if that was me, like, I would not be okay if my child was swearing at me. I'd be like, bro, you, I gave birth to you. Like, shush. You don't, you don't get to talk to me like that. Arabs are usually clean and tidy. I haven't been in an Arab household where they are dirty. Some Arabs will leave their shoes outside their house, um, constantly cleaning the house. Their food is clean. The way they serve food is clean. Like if I left my room a bit messy, my mom will tell me. Some kids will have literally like food scraps in their room for like months and their parents don't say anything. And it's like, what? If I can't leave my room in that condition because I'm so used to growing up in a tidy, clean environment. Growing up, I was never expected to pay for the bills. This is different for every family situation. I'm going to say that again. It's very different for every situation. Some people grow up in single parent households and you're expected to pay the bills. Every family is different. But generally, the Arabs I have seen, um, they don't let their kids pay for much in the house. Like they don't pay for the bills. Obviously, it depends like if the your parents struggling or whatever but generally like it's not an expectation whereas other cultures like as soon as the kid hits 18 it's like you need to pay some rent or you need to leave it's like that's never an expectation I could be 23 still living with my parents until I'm married and I know I'm gonna be taken care of it's just nice to know that you have your family support and you're not like gonna get kicked out for not paying the electricity bill (laughs) the last thing I'd like to talk about is that Arabs are very good at business They are very smart at opening businesses. They take risks. I have always seen Arabs open their own business. They are not worried about losing money. They, if they think about opening a barbershop, a restaurant, they're like, yeah, let's do it. Like they are very good at opening, doing risks. They are very good at communicating with people. Um, Very good at, because they're very nurturing and generous. They know how to make people feel safe with them and comfortable. So when you go to an Arab shop um, and you want to buy something, they're very talkative. They're very friendly. They will give you a discount. They will sometimes give you stuff for free. Like they're just very nice. And you feel like I want to go back to them because they made me feel so good about myself. One thing I've, I admire a lot about Arabs is that if you open a shop, your cousins, your family will support you. There's always connections. They will always say like, oh, my cousin is a hairdresser this is her page they're always recommending you recommending you to people they are always suggesting your business they're always showing support with businesses and whatever it's just a very nice to know that your community is um supportive they will always recommend you to people it's good and it's also bad like it's good you have the support you have the generosity you have people taking care of you but it's also bad because you're always thinking about what other people think about you and you're not really an individual because you're depending on other people but it's also good because you don't have to pay bills at 18 but it's also bad because there's lack of freedom so it's just like good bad good bad like there's a lot of things that are good bad but ultimately I love the culture I think it's a great culture there are some things that I dislike and would like to for my own family and my own kids like to teach them otherwise but ultimately I'm very happy with it this was a long episode I can make a part two if you guys want let me know if you guys want a part two I have more things to talk about sorry about the setup that I have it's it's okay I'm still on a couch there's some pink vibes going on I really hope you guys enjoyed this video please give this a five star rating follow me on Spotify 
Um, subscribe to my channel on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. I post every week on YouTube. I make TikToks. I make Instagram posts every single day. And yeah, I will speak to you guys next time. Bye.